Hello and welcome in to another episode of Podcast 63. We are still dancing. We're so happy to be able to make another podcast where we get to talk about two wins. We get to talk about more games. We get to talk about highlights. We get to talk about uh, celebration, made threes, made dunks, steals, you name it. We get to talk about it. Um, I'm speaking personally. <laughs> I'm a little drained. I'm so excited. Um, but, you know, personally, I've been doing a lot of screaming today and the past few days but Lou I know you're probably feeling the same way excited tired but looking forward to what's next so tell us a little bit how are you feeling yeah I'm uh it's been an exciting weekend for those listening like we usually record on Mondays we had to get it out tonight just because I think even though we're tired from just the nerves the adrenaline just early games um a.m games here in Chicago but it's exciting to talk about it tonight and just exciting to, like you said, be able to continue talking about games we got uh, going on for us. Yeah, I'm super pumped. I can't wait to talk about these two games. And then I think we're just going to kind of shoot the, um, the 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 stuff, so to say. Uh, there's lots of stuff on Twitter that we saw that kind of want to talk about. Um, we're just kind of going to have a have a little conversation with y'all. And hopefully, you know, you like what we talk about. And, uh, you know, as, as you know, it's going to be about Loyola. And I always say, don't forget... Go Blairs. And we are back. Um, so actually during the break, me and Lou are kind of laughing because there's still three games going on and one more to happen tonight. So we're probably going to be just like, randomly being like oh yeah north texas up six or whatever so um it's just gonna be like y'all are sitting in the living room chatting with us about these games um yeah so the first game was on friday um as you all know we paired up with georgia tech uh they did win the acc tournament so you know pretty um they, they had some good wins they beat uh florida state in the championship game which was an impressive win for them um but i think there were it was fair to have some questions about georgia tech too because they only had to play, uh, only had to win two games to win the ACC tournament, which is yep. wild. Yeah, like, super wild. Um, I think it was fair. We questioned like their depth. I remember um, they had their one big guy who is the uh, ACC Player of the Year. Uh, what's his last name? Mo- Wright. Moses Wright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm very unfortunate. Um, he did come down with COVID. I don't think he traveled with the team at all. I don't. Think he, he did actually. Did he? Yeah, so uh, just for background, so he did was traveled with the team, and then he was tested at the um, hotel or facility where they get tested, and that's where it came up. And because I remember the game, they did say he was quarantined in his room. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, luckily they caught it, and no one else got it because we wanted to play a game. You know, ultimately, I I uh, wanted to play this game, and 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 it did look different than I think we were all expecting. But I think that that. I don't really know that that favored us all that much. Like, yeah, of course, you're missing your best player. It's gonna, it's gonna throw um, a loop in your game plan for Georgia Tech. But we had problems, I think, right out of the start, like trying to figure out how we're dealing pretty much with five guards. I mean, they did have one guy that was like maybe six seven, um, but he was quick. He was getting by guys. He's he was a really quick um, forward. So you know, we had to kind of figure it out too. And and maybe our game plan was, you know, they probably game plan for Georgia Tech with Moses Wright for about a week um, or at least, you know, five days, however long. So when when that all changes, 
um, you know, they probably had like one day, I would I would imagine, to, to game plan for uh, a Georgia Tech squad without Moses Wright. But, I mean, I think the uh, storyline here, uh, Lucas Williamson just like played uh, one of his best offensive games as a, as a Rambler. I don't think there's any question that it's top five. It's probably top three. And then you add in just the pressure of it all, and it's probably his best game. Um, he scored 21 points, had six rebounds, four assists. He was cutting, he was shooting, he was driving. Um, he was everywhere. I mean, and, and he played his normal 36 minutes of just all-star defensive player of the year defense. Like he was, he was uh, shutting guys down um, and in producing on the offensive end. And then just besides that, before I, I give it over to you, um, Lou, it was just three-point shooting. I mean, it really was only three guys. Only three guys made threes. But Lucas, Braden, and Keith, they, uh, Braden and Lucas made four. Keith made three. I believe all of Keith's threes were in the second half, or at least two of them. Um, and Braden was just hitting some big ones. He had his uh, kind of a, a jab step three that was probably one of the biggest highlights so far of the tournament, uh, for us at least. Um, and uh, Keith hit some really, really clutch threes, uh, which was really nice to see, especially considering I think he missed like his first four. So... Good for him to keep shooting. Uh, Three-point shooting was great. Um, but, yeah, Lou, what else you got? I don't want to take everything. So what were some of, some of the things no, no, you noticed no, about yeah. the game? Yeah, no, I kind of want to hop on a few points. I think it's really tough um, that they lost a player. I think if, for people to be like, oh, hey, their best player. Yeah, he's ACC player. You can't, uh, can't deny that he would have made a difference. But it's kind of funny how we played our game plan is you would think that, hey, Porter sees their best – their one of their biggest guys on the court is out. Let's give it to our big guy. And that's the exact opposite of our game plan and exact opposite of what happened. We shot threes and just a stat that I love that I saw was points in the paint. Georgia Tech had 42 points in the paint. Loyola only 26. Mm. So that tells you right there, there was no advantage inside. There was more of an advantage toward Georgia Tech. We just were able to shoot from outside. So I don't think, in my opinion, having Moses right on the perimeter would have really helped them. I think it potentially would have helped with a few bucks down low. But they they were pounded down low, and that was their mantra. So it was really interesting to really kind of figure out where our game plan would go, and that's where it went, was shooting threes. And Lucas Williamson led the way. Him and Braden tied for the most threes of the day, but they both went four for seven from three, actually. But Lucas with 21 points, just absolutely amazing. So really great to see um, kind of a, a, a flow that I thought would be, would that really be the way we're starting off? And it was Porter kind of facilitated, hey, we're going three. And three guys, funny enough, led the way with three. So again, I was really impressed. A stat that I had to say, and also just a few numbers right off the bat, because I don't give him enough credit because I, I I've never been his number one fan, but I really respect him, is Braden Norris. The kid played 40 straight minutes of mm-hmm. basketball. Like 40 minutes. And if people don't realize, there's two halves of 20-minute basketball. That means he played every single minute. Like That doesn't mean he actually took a breath. And maybe at halftime. But I don't know if he actually took a breath because he was a cold killer from three. Uh, four for seven, absolutely lethal. And again, made sure late in the game that he was confident. Um, but something I love more, and yeah, he had 16 points. Uh, but he had eight assists. So you're telling me he wasn't only looking for a shot. He was looking to give other people shots. That's just a stat that I'm going to love to see. That's why we love to see it with Cam when he gets assists. We love any everybody get assists. I think that's a big thing is when we have a high assist game, that's when our ball movement's the best. That's when from a here to Cam to Keith, it's just seeing that level of commitment to score from Braden to be deadly from three, but also to make sure he gives it up to other guys so they can get a bucket. It's just great. 
Um, so I love seeing that. Um, love seeing Keith kind of emerge. I'll be honest with you, did not expect this, including the Arch Madness and this first game. Keith, in my opinion, has developed into this guard that is going to score, going to be kind of a threat on offense, but also just going to be part of that mix. I know he's talented. I just, in, in my side of looking at these games, I just haven't seen that. Again, last year was hurt a little bit, and this year was, but like this year, these last like four games, three Arch Madness, and now this game, it was really prevalent that Keith was part of the the way we're scoring. So I really like that. Um, yeah, nothing really surprised me uh, except for the way we're shooting threes, actually. I We were 40% from three. I thought that was great. Uh, free throws, come on, guys. Like uh, 66%, but again, I think we've been harping on the free throws. Um, hats off to Georgia Tech. They never really, in my opinion, I felt like there was a – like, hey, we if, if people want to talk about game plan, we only scored three points in the first six minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, we were down, I think, 15 to three, and then we just came back, and then we took the lead um, at half, and I was really impressed by all of that. And then again, the second half, I think it was just, again, Lucas being there. I think it was that, and he said that in his post game, he goes, hey, some of these guys have never been in this situation, and he goes, he just went with it, and that's what it was. Um, I really do think, I think with like two minutes left, we were up 11, then went down to 9, 11, and then he just stayed at 11 for like the last uh, minute or so. So Lucas really, I think his defense showed up. Um, I think everyone's defense, I'm pretty sure everyone nearly got a steal. If I remember, we were were pretty on ball there. Um, So it was really interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure every starter, every starter got a steal, which is kind of funny I found. So low turnover game, really excited. I think this was a very clean, good game. Guys shooting from three was really impressive and just an overall exciting way to start the tournament. Yeah, actually, um, I wanted to add something, especially about that Lucas comment. Um, I was talking to my boyfriend earlier today just about, like, kind of the, the sports psychology of, like, being there before. And it's kind of an interesting thought, right? Because it's not anything physical. Like, being in the tournament three years ago, it's not anything – it's not going to help you, like, physically – but mentally, I do think that, like, especially to these guys, to Lucas and to Cam, and to here, I think a little bit too, like, I think it does mean something to them that they've like, yeah, we've been here before. We understand that, like, there's going to be runs by the other team. We understand that shots aren't going to fall for us. So then, um, you know, how do we bounce back? How do we um, maybe maybe we got to work a little bit harder on our mental game rather than our physical game? Like, make sure we're in all of our spots. Make sure we're running the game plan. Because ultimately, like, you could know, like, the mental versus physical side of things is, like, you could know exactly where you need to be and exactly what you need to do. And ultimately, like, your body could fail you. Like, you could just, you could run a play perfectly and you have a wide open guy in the corner for three. And if you can't get that pass there, then that's a physical mistake. But I think that these guys, at least from what I can tell, I think they really, this these past two games, they have eliminated mental mistakes. They're not out there, like, making dumb plays. Like, sure, yeah, you could say, like, sometimes they shoot too early in the shot clock from three. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're open. Like, in their head, like, that's a good play. So I don't I don't think that they're making mental mistakes. And I think for Lucas and Cam and Ahir, um, I think that they have really, like, eliminated those mental mistakes. And that is probably part of what gives, what gives them that edge. You know, I don't know if they can put the, like, and if they're given the time to, they probably could put the words to that thought. Um, but yeah, I think it's really interesting. Like the sports psychology aspect of um, like these big tournaments because they've played in tournaments. Lucas talked about like how this just feels like one big AAU tournament. 
but the pressure's there. There's more pressure. They know that. They're on national television. Um, they know that, you know, everyone in America is watching them. Um, so I, I do think I, I like that comment by Lucas because I think if nothing else, he is more confident in himself. And that's mm-hmm. kind of half the battle. Um, but unless you have anything other than that, I want to kind of go back to like stats and numbers. Do you have anything to add on? I think the only thing I'd add on is it is that that tournament style because it's like once you lose, you don't get another game. So it's like you got to be ready and want to win every game. So I really uh, it's again, Lucas, I think, is one of the best IQ guys, both on and off the court. And just having him like have that clear mind and especially he's a leader. He's a captain on the team. He's one of the top seniors we have and played four years as a letter runner. So it's just great to have that and especially being able to see that produced then for him on the first game. Absolutely. And again, he, he already has one of my highlights of his career, and it's going to be talked about in the second game. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, it defines who Lucas is, and it's just exciting. But I'd love to talk more about this game. Go right ahead. Yeah, so one of the things I noticed that I think was had to have been something that Loyola game planned for, or maybe they saw it in a game and, the, and they went for it, is offensive rebounds. Um, both getting them for ourselves, 13. I had a yeah, I meant to look up what our average offensive rebounds are this year. It's not that high. It, I, I would be shocked if it's over eight yeah if you um, want to look that up i'll bring up a point about offensive rebounds if you don't yeah yeah i'll, I'll yeah. find it in a second um yeah but no. i just i thought that they did excellent getting offensive rebounds marquise had four exactly that blows my mind but it, then again is he's so athletic so it's him and a here i think are all, some of those guys and even tate had that in the drake game where they just go up for the ball they're long yeah, it's crazy to see it but it's great and then on the other side we didn't let up a single offensive rebound until like i honestly i think it was like a minute left and it was just like a mad scramble. They chucked up a three. It was a super long rebound. Tip Pretty out sure it was also guy. their only one of the game. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They only had one. Like that is also a, a point of emphasis. Yeah, of course they didn't have their big center, and that hurts. That's a bummer. They probably they might have gotten a couple more that way. But everyone was boxing out. No one was like leaking out to try to go too far on a fast break. Everyone it was group rebound because no one had over what? Uh, did Lucas have eight? Is that what the high was? Of rebounding, yeah, I think Lucas actually grabbed eight. Six. Think, he had six. six. Okay. Everyone so, had like five or I think, yeah. Six, five, five, three, three, four, three. Yeah, I mean, it was just like a total group effort when it came to rebounding. And, you know, that also, um, there's less opportunity for offensive rebounds if you're Georgia Tech because we play so slowly and you just limit, um, you limit the amount of opportunities. And, um I just was really impressed. It was something I noticed, uh, and I really, really like that uh, we made a point. No offensive rebounds, no second chances. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I really – I thought that, like, guys, you know, I saw, like you said, kind of Tate Hall swoop in, get rebounds. Um, even at times, like, Braden and Keith, like, I mean, they only had three, but each – but th- there were some some rebounds, some tough rebounds that they got Um and especially because Cam only played 28 minutes. That's a little lower than his season average, I would say, especially for like a really competitive game. So they didn't have, they don't know, they didn't always have their number one rebounder on the court. So then they had to mm-hmm. fill in those holes um, with some, some other guys. So I was really impressed by that, but I don't know if you, if you had anything else. on. Uh, well, the, the thing about rebounding, it's kind of crazy is they only made three, they only took three, 10 threes, Georgia mm-hmm. Tech and Georgia Tech. Again, like I said, they, they put everything down low they had 27 field goals so 24 of them of their 27 made field goals were all down low 
so it, the idea of like the offensive rebound battle, I think we just did it because we shot so many threes yeah. as well. It's like that's just – and then like, I looked at Georgia Tech just while we were talking here, and out of all their field goals this whole year, 12% is from three. So they're not a three. And, yeah, okay, Moses Wright is probably – but, like, you get is they were able to score down low. I gave the in points per paint – or points in the paint. So offense rebound, I think it's just naturally because we're a three-point shooting team. So our guys have that mentality, oh, got to grab it if there. And, like, the thing is you don't see that in every game we play. I'll be honest with you. I've, I've been frustrated watching on the screen, like, hey, why aren't we – like, follow the shot. Why aren't we going? We're kind of, like, running back on D. But there are been times like this game where you see it here. You see Tate. You see Marquise Kennedy – all go toward the ball for the rebound and be aggressive. So I, I think that's just really exciting to see that kind of those numbers shift because we're not always that – there are games where we're just not grabbing offensive rebounds, but I think that's a great thing to talk about about this team. So I think they had – I think Loyola averages about seven offensive rebounds a game. So 13, okay. you know, it's almost almost doubled. Double. No, yeah, it's a, different, it's a different game plan in my opinion when it's nearly doubled, yeah. Also, just – because I said we would. Uh, Rutgers just lost to Houston, which is kind of crazy because they were out. Crazy, up. yeah. Rutgers, I just saw it. So, like, a turned over, two turnovers, I think, and then the fouls, and it was a tough battle there. But they Houston. Didn't get shots. That's no, they didn't. They just turned it over. That's the thing. That was the crazy thing. They had the ball. It looked like they had the ball down one, and they turned it over. So, I don't know how exactly, but tough there. But that's the NCAA. And looks like Houston, because again, Houston's in our bracket. So, that's the, yeah. technically the top most, that's the top seeded team right now. In so our in our little quadrants, so they'll go up against Syracuse. Yep. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, overall, like, I just this game, I I, I had prepared myself to lose just because I I thought I think the season's already a success. I I made a poll about it like a few days before the game, or maybe the day before, and um, I think that I think we we achieved a lot of things this year, including the regular season, Arch Madness tournament, getting ranked. Um, national games, even playing like what twenty eight games in the regular season plus our tournament. Like, mm-hmm. if you would have told me that in freaking March last year, I would have said, "Oh my gosh, I will take that." I don't care, yeah, like what point, happens. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to be able to see Loyola play, and it was just so much fun. So I was prepared. I was prepared to lose this game. I thought that, especially after Moses Wright was going to be out, I thought they should win. That we sh- that Loyola should win, mm-hmm. but. Obviously, it's March Madness. Anything can happen. So I I was just enjoying. I really tried my best to just enjoy this game. Um, if anyone knows, I mean, you know, Lou, but um, I'm a mess when games are happening, especially this year when they were favored in, you know, 95% of their games. Um, I'm a mess when, they, when it's a close game because I know they should win. I know they can win. I know they have the ability to win. And these games, like this game against Georgia Tech, you know, I thought that Georgia Tech matched up pretty good with us. I thought that they had some really skilled players. They had some senior guards, which is, like, another thing that we kind of have a leg up on some teams is our veteran players. So, like, that's one way I was looking at it. Um, they have some some really quick twitch guys that get to the basket, and we don't really have a lot of shot blockers. So that was another reason why I was nervous. So, I don't know. I mean, just, like, overall, I was prepared. I was ready to lose this game and um, I'm just pleasantly surprised and happy that they won. Uh, it was fun. It was a really darn fun game to watch. There was a couple times. I think the lead changed like maybe three or, three or four times. I think mm-hmm. only like once in the second half. I think Georgia Tech took the lead really briefly I think, or tied it. Yeah, I think early on I can confirm that. But, yeah, again, the battle for the lead was early on in the first half when we were getting down. What? We, yeah, I think the, yeah, it looks like they went up two. Yeah, they went up one. 
and then we just yeah we took the lead the rest of the game yeah so at eight minutes at sorry at 12 minutes left in the game they were up one or sorry no then they were up three with 11:55 left and then we just took right. the lead from there so yeah yeah so i mean that was that was even i was trying to have fun then too it's like we're in this battle but mm-hmm. we really just took it back and we, we we did not give after that lead uh you know we, we started hitting some more shots um i thought we started playing better defense we started creating more turnovers kind of towards the end of the second half um the last 10 minutes and uh i, I just lucas man i don't know how more i don't know how more i can say it like lucas was just I think that Lucas was so clutch for us and key for us because you have guys like Keith and Brayden who are shooters. Yeah, sure, Keith can get it to the hoop, and Brayden is a good ball handler, and he's not going to make too many mistakes, um, but they don't really threaten you to drive to the hoop. Whereas Lucas, um, although he sometimes needs passes or cuts, he's a slasher. He's a different guy than those two, and if he's not making layups and he's not, or even just penetrating to the hoop, like then they don't have to worry about that. And for us, mm-hmm. I think he's so key. Same with Marquise. I mean, we haven't really said much about him, but he did have six points. I, I do remember he had the dunk on that. Um, he did. Uh, yeah, he did. That, that, like, scramble play, that was probably one of my favorite plays of the game just because that play was like it was a broken play. Braden fell. Lucas grabbed the ball. All the Georgia Tech players, I think, were, like, kind of off balance. And Marquise, perfect cut. And that's what you get when you got two players that have played with each other for two years now. They know each other's tendencies. Um, Lucas knew exactly that someone would probably be cut into the hoop, and he was right. Um, but Marquise, I think, then had two other individual drives to the hoop, if I remember correctly. Um, Got you. So, yeah. so yeah, he was. That, those two guys, I think, were clutch, and and that opened up the outside for guys like Keith and Braden and Lucas too. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think the only thing then left for me are two things is I understand where you come from about, um, hey, I think we, I, you're prepared to lose. Um, I, I totally get it. And we have we've had a great year. And I do think or actually now three things. It's like the fact that the, one of their players had got COVID and they still played the game. Like you look now where we can talk about it because this was the game happened before. But look at VCU, Oregon. Mm-hmm. VCU didn't even get a chance. Right. So the fact that, in my opinion, I know it's tough to say, but it's also like I'm happy Georgia Tech got the chance to play with us. I think on my end, my belief was I thought Georgia Tech's magic was going to run out because of their great ACC championship run. I just didn't think they were going to have it. But again, is then I think this team, Loyola team, is a different team because here's a great fact for you. We didn't dunk once in 2018. We had mm-hmm. a dunk in the first game. So things are changing. Different team, and I love the team <laughs> so far. But again, great, great first game for me. Definitely. Um, not the game I thought it was. Definitely better no. than I thought it was going to go. I thought we'd be – again, we start off rough. No one can deny that. We only scored three points in the first six minutes. But game ended the way we wanted to do, and it was great to see the guys um, excited at the end there. Um, and, of course, great to see Sister Jean excited. So that's it for me on this first one, but it was a great one. Yeah, it was a, it was a Lucas Williamson game, if you, if you will. Um, just total total stud, stud game from him, both sides. Um, and, uh, yeah, oh, shoot, I just have one thing I was going to say. What was it? Oh, oh, oh. before we move on, um, uh, I was just looking at some of the scores. So right now we got Florida up three on Oral Roberts. That's a good game. Uh, unfortunately, North Texas is now down nine to Villanova. Yeah, they, Villanova's gone on a run. They, uh, I think they've gone on – I'm quickly going to peek on it. They've yeah, gone on like a 15 to 15 – yeah, it was 21-13. And then they went to um, like a ten to two run, 
Yeah, they've been on like a they've been on yeah they've been yeah, on they a can fifth. shut down like Javion Hamlet is North Texas best player we saw him and he is really good but I think if you shut him down like it kind of takes away a lot of what they try to do yeah yeah it looks like yeah so quickly Villanova's on a twenty five to four run dang and that's yeah but again I think North Texas has got it in the comeback so we'll we'll be talking more about it during the podcast <laughs> yeah for sure. Or um, Robert's I've, only down three. It looks like a tough one. I forgot if you mentioned that, but yeah. Yeah, it's a close game. That's fun. I'll, I'll, we'll keep updated on that one. Um, yeah, actually, so I was, you said, you know, we had a Marquise Kennedy dunk. We didn't have any dunks in 2018. I'm trying to think, do we have any dunks in this U of I game before we, like, actually get into it? I'm trying to think. It would um, be, like, a here. Did Marquise I don't want to s- no, he had the – we'll talk about the crazy layup. Um, but, no, not that I – a here didn't um, – he didn't have any points. He didn't even have a point. Uh, but he Cam played. Did? No. Yeah, no. Cram was crazy with the touch. But no, I don't think anyone yeah, had a no dunk. Dunks. I'll check the. You check. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I don't think so. No dunks, but hey, we got a dunk in the first round. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so to this game. So eight one matchup. Everyone agrees. Just BS that everyone but Jeff Goodman. We won't talk about him anymore. But everyone but <sighs> him agree that, that Loyola should should not have been an eight seed. I mean, this is garbage. We all knew it. Um, and it was just, I, I don't, I couldn't tell you how many times I, I said out loud in 48 hours, I wish we were playing literally any other team besides Illinois, a, because I don't know. I think they're tied a, because I didn't want to play Illinois as another Illinois team. I wish that this matchup would have been later. Um, I, I thought it was just kind of cruel, like to both teams that they had to play each other. Um, but then I also like secondarily, I think Illinois is actually the second best team in college basketball. Genuinely. I really think that they turned it on. I thought, you know, winning the big 10 championship, uh, they, they somehow lost the regular season by like percentage points, but whatever. Um, you know, they got two all Americans. Io's the best closer. Kofi's humongous. Andre Cabello is really turning it on. Andre Miller can light it up. Um, I mean, this team, like it's, they're really, really freaking good and and i probably said out loud 40 times 35 times i just wish we were playing anyone else and um genuinely but, I, I, what sorry were you saying just quick something? question are you saying we were play, we like we we are deserved to play illinois but not this early is that like right. what you're kind of okay right yeah, this deserved to be like an elite eight game even and one it did. more yeah but I just like, yeah, I, I, I was prepared to lose again. Like, I, I thought we could beat them for sure. There was a chance. And I even tweeted about it. And I, I said, you know, there's five things that we need to do in order to, to win. And were they likely? Probably not. But um, we still fought and did it. And uh, I'm going to pull them up. But I remember slow the pace. That was the first thing. Uh, the second thing was to limit offensive rebounds. The third was uh, zero to three live ball turnovers, which is kind of a hard one to like. Actually, we would have to like literally read every play, which is difficult. But um, and then shoot over 50 percent total from two and then shoot over 40 percent from three. Um, so I feel like that's probably a good way to, to, to ease into the game notes. And, and um, let's let's go at that. Look at that list. So 40 percent from three. We were four for 10 from three. So that's 40 percent. So check one. Uh from two or just like overall we were 26 of 51 so that's 51 percent. it's another check um limit offensive rebounds uh they only had five and especially they only had kofi only had two and i think that's kind of when i said total offensive rebounds i think i more meant kofi because he doesn't pass the ball he's gonna go back up he's huge and he can finish he can finish layups 
Um, I don't know if he actually even scored from any of those offensive rebounds. Maybe one. Um, so that's another one. I'll give that a check. I think they did a good job. Um, and it slowed the pace. Uh, again, kind of a hard one to to kind of look up, but I I, I mean, you kind of just get the feeling. I mean, Illinois only scored 58 points. Um, each team roughly only had 50 shots, which is generally on the low side. I think most of the time you're getting like 65 to 70 shots in like a normal average college basketball game. And then live ball turnovers. Um, we did have 11 turnovers, uh, which is a little high, but I can't remember it and and for listeners live ball turnovers is when you either um like the other team steals it and like physically can run with it right away or they block a shot and they can run with it so if like if the ball goes out of bounds and it's a turnover that's not a live ball turnover i just yeah i think the the only live ball turnover was that horrible kind of just bad communication between marquise and tate or Braden, i think Mm -hmm. where um i forget his name but the point guard there um, who uh, just cuts in belly. Thank you. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm max, we probably had three. I don't think we have more than three. So mm-hmm. I give that another check mark. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not trying to say like I called it, but um, they checked off all my five and they won. They won handedly. Uh, the final score is 71 to 58. Um, I'm, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm not thrilled because I'm quiet, but I'm, I'm thrilled. I can't, I'm still, it's eight hours later or whatever. I'm still stunned. I'm stunned that they won this game pretty much wire to wire. They were down two to zero. And then after that, they tied it and they, they had the lead the whole rest of the game. Cam looked like Kofi Coburn's father. I'm not like, I I mean, yeah. I wonder where you got that from. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, (laughs) Kofi did have 21 points, but I felt like a lot of them didn't matter. And a lot of them came in the second half after they had shut him down for like 17 minutes in the first half. He didn't have anything until the last, like two of the last three plays. I think he had an alley-oop dunk and like a layup. Um, But Cam beat him on the boards. He had 12 rebounds. Kofi only had nine. Um, That's shocking. I I, I thought for sure Kofi would have his number. um, But you know, he fought and battled and I don't know, man. I mean, just this, this game was just so fun in so many mm-hmm. different ways mm-hmm. and controlling the pace. They just looked like the better team. And it's so crazy. It's so crazy for me to say that. And, and in my head, it doesn't sound right, but uh, they won, they won, they beat, they beat him by 13. So Lou, take it away. What do you, what do you got? Yeah, totally different game plan. And I was excited by this game plan because it really showed me how Lola within two days can just switch up the game plan. And if for those of you who don't realize, so we made four threes, um, including this game. Um, but it, and even if I didn't include this game, we averaged making seven threes a game. Mm-hmm. Like that is just crazy to think. And then from the two days ago where we shot amazing, where, where some guys on our own team had four threes. So you kind of expected, oh, we're not going to try to go. D-. I really thought and I really did not think we were going to try to battle against Kofi. And that was totally fine because he's, what, seven feet tall, of, um, just a pure power and pure just tenacity. I, I thought we wouldn't try to battle him. And I was uh, uh, happily wrong. Absolutely. Cameron Crowley, the magician, the, whatever you want to call him, he looked so great. The spin moves, light on his feet, the footwork. It was just really spectacular. 
But the thing is, I think his great day really was also benefited from just great play overall. Keith Clemens and him had that beautiful volleyball ball, little tap and go to mm, each other. Mm. People were looking for him. Um, so I really do think um, there's a there's every stat in this game where you can really rattle off. Um, and, and I really do think every guy who played minutes today really deserves some type of tap on the shoulder or just some type of just recognition because it was crazy. Um, really crazy to think Illinois only went through with seven guys. They only had two guys off the bench, Andre Corbello and Demonte Williams. Um, actually, that's actually wrong. Or no. Yeah, I'm counting wrong. Three guys. I can't count. Again, I'm too excited because <laughs> um, Gorgie came in. But really just our guys, we went with uh, three guys ourselves, only an eight-man rotation. So really excited. Um, if you don't mind, I'm just going to go into stats. Cam got a double-double. Cam got a double-double against – a number one team, a Big Ten team, and he made it look like he's been doing it all year. Mm. He was aggressive with the rebounds. I I swear his arm length or his wingspan grew inches because he was up there grabbing boards. Um, and he was, in my opinion, he was going for the buckets for the boards. I didn't see really Kofi battling him that much for the rebounds. And he had 12 rebounds. That was great. And then the points, man, 19 points. And that's just, you know, that's Cam. That was just traditional Cam and Krawick play, and it was beautiful. But I think this, the, the, the really the amazing stat there is his four steals. Two steals who I think you and I looked at each other, and we've never seen Cam and Krawick be that aggressive, and I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. The four steals was great. There's so much to talk about. I think one player, if you don't mind me, I want to talk about because I think there's so much more yeah. we can talk about other players, but Tate Hall. Mm-hmm. Tate Hall had 19 minutes. He made a clutch three. I don't know if it was the first half, second half, first, but he made a clutch three. Mm-hmm. And that was his only made of the whole game. But the man had five rebounds and four assists. So Tate Hall was there to play and there to win. He also had a steal. Um, I, I, I think he had one bad, bad turnover. It was called a walk. And you know what? That's fine. Oh, yeah, that was it was such rough. a tough call. Again, these walks, like again, it's from what we see, from what they see live, you, you, everything live moving a little bit faster. So I can totally get it, but definitely a tough call. But I just love Tate Hall getting in there. I loved everyone playing today. I loved everyone who were on in our team. But Tate Hall really got me with the four assist, and then his three. He didn't. He didn't really like forget about his three. He didn't like second get. He just took the shot, and it was smooth, and it was traditional Tate. And he also then took a wide open one, which at first I was a little. I was I was a little upset with the pass to him. I thought we could have held it, but him taking that had no issue with because he's wide open. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, I'm totally fine. I was actually surprised that one didn't go in, and the one he did make went in. So again, overall, I think that stat line for me sums up just who's in there and who's ready to play. Akito can shoot the three, but also not afraid to give the other guys a quick bucket with the four assist. So just absolutely great, tough play. Um, one thing on your Kofi comment, I agree. Like, yeah, Kofi had 21 uh, points. That's what was going to happen if we we let them score. We let them score low at around the mm-hmm. post, and that was what the goal was. And they didn't like shoot that. They didn't shoot that great from three, 28. percent So we really contest them. Only two in the first half and two in the second half. So really just interesting. Again, a loyal team that I thought was going to be just a killer from three. We only made. All of our threes in the first half because we just kept going to the post, and I loved it. I, there's so much to talk about. I want to hear what you got, if anything else, to add so, on the box score. 
I do, I do. But fun, fun fact first, uh, Oral Roberts just be Florida. So, Whoa! Second Oral 15 Roberts. seed ever to go to the Sweet 16, only uh, preceded by Florida Gulf Coast University, a.k.a. Dunk City. Dunk City. And, oh, North Texas down by 20. Oh, that's a tough run there. Uh, poor to North Texas. But, again, keep battling. But Oral Roberts, congrats. 15 yeah. seats, showing them what they can do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so back to the game. But, um, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, like, I I, I would much rather have – Kofi, especially Kofi man from the free throw line. He was seven eight of eight, which like oh <laughs> in my, the moment, we... <laughs> I was PO'd like that he's making yeah, if he went like five of eight, like whatever, that's close to his average, but um seven of eight. But anyway, yeah, I, I think uh the, the crazy part for me for like Cam's stat line is that there was at least two layups he, he should have made. At least, if not three. Mm-hmm. Like interesting. Yeah, no, you said that, had, yeah. Like two open, open ones that he missed. So um this game could have even kind of been, I think a bigger spread but and he also that, still shot 50 percent, which is great like that's amazing mm-hmm. the player making fit so it is true there was somewhere i think he nearly there was one he definitely rushed mm-hmm. i will admit that but again is like and we were talking about it some guys are just feeling they're hot they want to keep going to the hot hand so i get it so again of all the guys on the court i do trust cam going to the rim so i i will take i'll take his 50 percent any day yeah yeah for sure me too um, I guess again, like, and for me, it's just Lucas Williamson, man. Like, I, I, you know, it's not really in the box score, um, but he shut Io down. That's insane. He's a first-team All-American, the reigning USA player, a USA Today's Player of the Year, I think, or Offensive Player of the Year. Um, but yeah, Io had nine points, nine points, and these, this, not only is this, like, Io came back. Io came back to Illinois to because. There was no tournament last year. The mm-hmm. whole reason he came back was to play in the tournament for the U of I. And he shut him down for that. And Io is fight every single time Io steps on the court, NBA teams are watching him. And he could have very well, if he makes it to the final four, he could have very well gotten the top ten. And now he's gonna be lucky to be a lottery pick. So he's got multiple, multiple reasons why he needed to like show out. And I I, I said this to multiple people. His showing, Io's showing, was embarrassing. It was downright shameful for him to get like suffocated by a six foot four guard from Loyola who didn't even make the, the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year list. That's another conversation for another day. <laughs> but for him, like, like, because national media. Sure, they're like, oh, Loyola is a good story. Oh, Cameron Crowick. Oh, uh, Porter Porter Moser. Oh, sure, Sister Jean. No one's talking about Lucas Williamson. These guys, they don't watch our games. They turn them on for five minutes. They see the highlights. They see Cam went off for 20 and eight, and they turn it off. Oh, cool. Um, You know, they they beat Drake by 27. I don't need to see the highlights. I'm not going to watch it. Oh, great. They went to Arch Madness. They saw three games. We win by double digits, all of them. Now, whatever. I won't watch it. They don't know that Lucas Williamson is the defensive player of the year. Yeah, maybe some scouts do in the NBA because they watch basketball nonstop. But Lucas Williamson absolutely shut down Iota Sumo. Four of ten, only made one three. He didn't even get to the free throw line. That's just, uh, Lucas is playing perfect defense. He's not fouling. And, you know, he had two rebounds and two assists, and they had six turnovers. That's, out of everything, I think that's what makes me the most excited. Because... It's just he I it couldn't happen to a better guy. Lucas Williamson is just the nicest human, the coolest dude. He seems like just such a genuine guy. And I know these two guys have had 
Uh, they have lots of history between the two of them. I tweeted at one, you know, when when Lucas was a senior and Iowa was a junior. Um, but I'm sure they've probably played a dozen games against each other in their careers. Um, and like, I can't. I mean, I can believe because I know Lucas is a great defender. But Iowa is <laughs> one of the top five, three players in college basketball offensively. He's top two. I don't really know if there's, you know, it's probably him. Luca Garza and Cade Cunningham, I think. Um, like, it's just for me, that is something. I And I was interested to see if they would run their normal defense where they just switch everything or not. And I think they probably did, like, Lucas was 80% on Io. I saw times where, like, Tate was on him and maybe Ahir and maybe Marquise for, like, one or two possessions each. Um, but Lucas was on Io 80% of the time. And um, he made him look like, he was a true freshman walk on at Rutgers or something. Like it was just that he looked horrible and, and they didn't even give him the ball. They didn't give Isle the ball in the last five minutes. And the only time they did cam stole it both times. Otherwise they gave the ball to, to Andre Curvello and it said, here, go to work. And he actually, Andre Curvello got to the hoop. He was four or five. He had nine points. He had the same amount of points as Io. So, I mean, I, yeah, I could go on and on. I love Lucas Williamson to death. He's, he's, I'm, I'll say it, he's my favorite Loyola player since I started going to school year, school there, uh, you know, nine, well, not <laughs> nine years ago, <laughs> six years ago. Um, he's my favorite player that I've seen play at Loyola. So um, I think other than that, uh, Braden played a good game. I thought he was in control. Um, I like that. Uh, I like that he was looking for other players. Um, nine points, four rebounds, four assists, two steals for Braden. Played 39 minutes. Um, I thought we got some really good minutes from Huddy. Uh, and oh, Tate, clutch like, minute. Come on. Huddy, a kid, I have to just agree with you there. It's like yeah. a kid who we did not think was going to play at all this year. Who would have thought he's playing seven minutes in a round in the second round of the NCAA tournament against a number one seed who happens to be at University of Illinois? Like Huddy, I think, and he scored five points. Again, the two fouls and the turnover on Huddy, I think, hey, it's it's a freshman who we didn't think was going to play that much this year at all. I'll take any of those. I'll take five points because let's be honest with you, five points is more than some of the guys who have had a lot more points on Illinois this year had. And mm-hmm. if we're being really honest, five points is half of what AO had. So, mm-hmm. again, great minutes. Absolutely great point to bring up, yeah. And then the other guy is Marquise Kennedy. Um, I'll, I'll talk about him for a bit here too. I love this matchup for him because – Marquise Kennedy is such a different player than any other guys on our team. And we, I've talked about this multiple times, but it was really fun to see it in action. He is, he is a power five athlete. Like maybe he's not, you know, he, he might not be a starter on power five teams, um, but he will give you, he would give you bench minutes. He'd give you scoring, um, but he's an athlete. He can match up with guys like IO, like Andre Miller, like um, uh, Trent Frazier. Like he can match up with those guys. And even, and we saw it multiple times where Marquise drove to the hoop, um, either getting fouled where he was five of seven from the free throw line, which is pretty good, um, or shooting a three, getting fouled, hitting that, or like straight up going over Kofi Coburn and, and, and laying it up over him. Like that, he got a, he blocked Kofi Coburn's shot. Marquise Kennedy did, who's six, what, six two? Yeah, he had day. two blocks in his day, the Marquise Kennedy. So and one was a swat of Kofi. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, so that was really cool for me. Like, I think 
this was the type of game I hoped Marquise would have had against Wisconsin earlier in the year. Great and point. I, yeah. I really think he got shut out of that game or like he didn't do well. Um, these are the type of games that I think Marquise Kennedy will show up in and will show up for us in the future. Um, and and I, I was I was saying earlier that the games that he struggles in is when he at, at right now in his career is when he goes up against those savvy senior scrappy. Uh, I'm trying to think of another S word guards. Um, in the Missouri Valley Conference, who have seen him, they've scouted him, they've watched tape on him, and they've probably seen two dozen players just like him in in their past. And he, and I think he struggles when someone um, is kind of like, I don't, don't want to say smarter than him, but they're savvy, right? Like they're guards that have been around for a while, and he can't necessarily just out at out athlete them, like. You know, this is the guy you, you might let him get past you and then they'll reach in and knock the ball from behind or um, get you to, to get frustrated and take a, a, a fadeaway jump shot when you don't want to. These are the type of games where Marquise Kennedy can just go out there and compete because that's all Illinois wants to do. Illinois didn't want to change their game plan at all. They didn't want to have to change their offense, change their defense. They didn't want to tell Kofi to maybe pass the ball out every once in a while from the post. Dude, I think, has five assists on the whole season. Something absolutely crazy that is the biggest difference between he and Cam. But, again, different conversation. Marquise was able to go out there and just straight up compete with these guys. And he showed that he can and will and does um, some pretty great things against some some athletes of his caliber. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there... Yeah, Maybe no, I got a few. Yeah, go yeah, for it. I got a few things if you don't mind. Yeah, so just a few things to take a note. I really think it, the Lucas defense, really, then you could see where we slacked off on that defensive it was when Braden just had a bad beat on him. And there's nothing wrong with Braden. I think Braden can match up well with some guards, but it just like it's the right defender for the right time. And it really was tough on Braden sometimes where he was getting kind of pushed. And he had, and again, he's playing against a guy who's getting projected as a top first round pick. Uh, I don't know. Like, again, we could say lottery or whatever, but he's playing against top talent, Mm -hmm. but for Lucas to lock him down. And then, like you said, I think this is a great way for Marquise Kennedy to, that's how he could defend. He's quick. He's, he slides well. He's go, he's, he's aggressive too. Um, And then the aggressiveness. So that's my point about defending there. It's, I think moving forward, these next games is when we play against a certain guy and potentially we could play, be playing against another top NBA prospect in the next round at Oklahoma state with Cad Cunningham. So we're going to have to just think about who we're defending and why we're defending. But again, then there's other guys like Kofi Cockburn in this game who also went off. So there's again, defense everywhere, but that aggressive defense was there for every member of the team today. Every member of their team was on the aggressive to like double team to help defense and strip the ball away. And again, even our big man was aggressive and that's where AO had six turnovers. Six. Mm-hmm. Again, Illinois had 17 turnovers. We had a good amount too. We had 11. But again, when the team has nearly close to 20 turnovers, and again, I think 11, 10 is kind of where we where we feel comfortable. We'd love lower, but that was a big statement, I thought. Um, and then I'm gonna just ha- hop on this love for Lucas Williamson. I think we've always loved him. You definitely, he's one of your favorite players, and he's had a good place in your heart. But I said earlier when we we're talking about the first game, Lucas Williamson made a play to this game that will always be in my, it will take up space in my head and I'm mm-hmm. happy to take space and it's his drive and his and one. 
mm, against okay. late in the game. And that I is got a one Lucas, on defense, so you, you, you keep going. <laughs> yeah, that is a Lucas Williamson play, though. Yeah, he shoots threes when he can. He didn't make a three today, and that's fine because his drive to the rim is what I will always think of him as just such an aggressive guy. How many he had an up and under, I think, early on, or maybe in the second. He literally was willing to drive to the rim, and he does that before. But against, against the University of Illinois team, he wasn't afraid to go up, and he was aggressive. And a lot of guys were. Marquise Kennedy went up there and got to the – Marquise Kennedy, we didn't even talk about this. Marquise Kennedy was 5 of 7 from free throw. Mm-hmm. Like, like our free throw, not so great, guys, 68%. But, like, Marquise Kennedy got five of his points from the free throw line. So, again, these guys, when they go to the rim, it's so interesting. The three-shot might have not have been there today. Still, we shot 40%, but we only made four. But guys found other ways to score, and it's so interesting to see that, and it's great. Um, so those two things are just really great. I think Lucas – Showed up, but I, I think I for me my last night is Cam. That's why you're Missouri Valley Player of the Year. That's why I'm, I I love Senior as third team All American, not an honorable mention, third team. So you could say he's probably one of the top three centers because that's what it nearly says in my opinion. But again, mm-hmm. 19 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, and ladies and gentlemen, hold on to your seats, four steals. <laughs> so this kid was ready to fill the stat sheet, but also ready to lead, and it was exciting to watch. What do you got for else for us? Yeah, I've seen um, so Lucas Williamson memories here, but um, uh, there's a couple of pictures that have been circulating on, on Twitter, and there's one that happens to be I, I I don't know the exact year, but it was one of uh, Michael Jordan's teams against Carl uh, Malone and the Utah Jazz. I think it was a playoff game. It might not have been, but I think it was because it was an important game. And there's a, it's a it's a still image, and it, it's Carl Malone posting up on the low block. And MJ's coming around from the baseline, swiping down and getting just like a perfect steal. Um, and that it's it's matched up with pretty much the same image of Lucas Williamson coming around on Kofi Coburn as he's posting up Cam and swiping down, getting that ball. I don't remember. I think it went out of bounds off Kofi, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, same result, which is a steal and a possession for Loyola. Um, it's just such a savvy play. Like I'm sure they had talked about the fact that Kofi just doesn't pass out of out of the uh, post. He doesn't ever. Um, it, it's crazy, and 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 I'm so glad that they took advantage of that. Um, even though they fouled him and he got to the free throw line, I think they probably how many turnovers? He only it says he only had one turnover. That's insane. That's not possible because that that's a Kofi? turnover. Yeah. I There's think no it way. is actually. I do think because really? we kind of fouled him a lot, but uh, got him. all the the guards had more turnovers, which I can understand because if you think about it, we even talked about it. Yeah. There was a play where Kofi was just tough and he went up there. He, even though we kind of punched at the ball, he just really was able to get up there. So I can kind of see it. But if you look at it, like Andre had four, Andre Kubella had four turnovers. Yeah, Ao had six. Jacob Grandison had three, and that was early on because he didn't really play the second half. So the guards really, in my opinion, they they just weren't really able to hold on to the ball that well. So I I can see Kofi having one just because I, how physical he was. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's more those like lob passes into Kofi when we would come and, and like someone would drop down and try to get a oh, steal. Yeah. No, the like Cam, Cam had that had one. The beautiful like dance yeah. over and jump. Yeah, no, like a I think yeah. Keith had one, Marquise too. So yeah, those aren't on Kofi. You know, I guess, you know, there's a bad pass ultimately. They shouldn't pass it in there. So it is on the guards, but um, but yeah, I love that play from Lucas. Um, I'm trying to think like what other plays, like there's just so many good things from this game. Um, that, that like, I, I remember I, there was, I remember there was one play with Keith, um, where 
he uh, like went up and I think he saved a ball and he kind of he, he landed on his ankle funny. Um, and I was real nervous that he was going to, you know, maybe twisted an ankle or something. But he came back and he looked real good. Um, even like a here who literally like didn't register a stat, which is so weird. He played 21 minutes, no points, no rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks, no turnovers. He had one foul. I thought he still played pretty good too. Like, I, I mean, you know, at that he did, point, it's funny that he doesn't get a rebound because he had that amazing tip. He yeah, tipped it he right into Cam. Rebound. You're right. So again, they don't count tips, but he was there. And then again, is, mm-hmm. I don't know if people remember. We had that actually. There's one play we haven't talked about. What kind of a crazy? We got a turnover off the inbound. That we were we were pressing on. We we're pressing, and oh, he had that man, weird turned man. it in the turnover. So again, they threw it deep and it didn't get. Yeah. To... So I don't know who picked it up. I think Cam actually. He was dribbling up. Yeah, he kind of yeah. scared me. I thought he was going to try to truck someone like we're playing football. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, Ahir again. It's so kind of tough, but I think. Ahir plays great. In my opinion, I still think Ahir's our starter because you have the body and he makes his presence there. Mm-hmm. And I think he helps out. Again, he had had a tip for offensive rebound. So a tough day to get no stat line. But again, <laughs> but I'm sure he doesn't give a single F about it because they won. And I think he played really good defense. I mean, I can't remember really him ever, me ever like yelling at the TV about him playing bad about defense. About his defense. Yeah. No, 100%. That, that's crazy. That a good memory. That tip rebound, I think it was like a Cam. I think Cam made the front end of like a two free throws. I think it was Cam, because there would be no other reason why Cam was out that far. And yeah, he tipped it back to Cam. Um, yeah, that was that was a good play. Um, I'm trying to think like what else. I'm just trying to go through like the the kind of like the recaps and stuff. And um, I loved after the game um, when they're all celebrating and stuff. Uh, the team like walked over to the corner which where sister jean was um mm-hmm. of course they like can't get that close to her but i she was in the 200 level and they got over there and and they're all like shouting up at her and you know there's there's a clip from one of the videos it's like frank big frank yelling sister jean like um i thought that was really cute and like cool and 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 because it's the closest they've probably been to her all year <laughs> no it really probably has yeah and, and so you know i it just i think it's really obvious that like she is a part of the team and um, I, yeah, I, I think that was really cool and really important to the guys. Like I, you know, maybe not all of them are religious uh, or spiritual, but like I think that they appreciate having someone that's like looking over them, like figuratively or you know whatever spiritually. But just to have someone in their corner, like she's always sending them emails and oh, that was one of my favorite things. In between games, I think I think it was in between games, in between Georgia Tech and Illinois, she said her email wasn't working. And so she wrote out letters to the team. To oh, the I did not even hear that. Oh, that. Just, yeah, it oh. was like I think I read it like late Friday night. I think it was or like early Saturday morning. Um, but yeah, yeah. Her she said her email was like screwy. I think that's the word she used. A screwy. And so she wrote out letters to the team. So I want to hear about that. I need to get. Um, I mean, I, we got to figure out a way to, to ask someone about that because I thought that was really fun. No, yeah. I think just w- with the Sister Jean, it's great, I think, to have, regardless of the guy, I think it's just have someone who's always just an icon about making everyone good and making everyone happy. It's great to have. And I'm, again, amazing that she could go down there and be safe about it. So, mm-hmm. again, she got vaccinated. So, hey, she's down there to, to support her boy. So it's great. Be like Sister Jean when it's your turn. Get that shot. And then uh-huh. our boys will make the shots. It's really simple. <laughs> yeah, there our you boys go. will make the shots. Um, I'm trying to think what else I liked. I love seeing, I always love seeing which players get to put the sticker on the board. 
Lucas got the first game. Cam got the second game. Um, let's see who's going to get the third game. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe it'll be a team effort. You know, maybe Huddy will come off the bench and nail four threes, and he'll get to put it up there. Um, other they're funny. I mean, I'm just kind of thinking of, like, other tournament stuff. Uh, I tweeted about this, but um, the early game on uh, Saturday was Colorado and uh, – uh, oh shoot, who'd they play? Georgetown? Yeah, Colorado, Georgetown. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was in the shower and I was like, man, I got to get a workout in today. Like, I, you know, I don't really want to run. Uh, you know, I was drinking last night, whatever. So I'm like, okay, I got a plan. For every three that they make, I'm going to do 10 push ups. And every free throw that they make, either team, I'm going to do 10 sit ups. You know, in my head, I'm thinking usually, like, yeah, I'll probably make more free throws than threes, just kind of generally. Um, <laughs> and of course, Colorado goes out there and I think they made 11 threes in the first <laughs> half. They mean, so I'm doing, I haven't done push-ups in a while and I'm doing, I think I end up doing 84 push-ups or no, no, a hundred because over a hundred. Yeah. Because it's, oh my gosh, I was so sore. And I, I called the, I called it off after the first half. because I didn't <laughs> do any, And I'm still sore today. Oh, um, no, great to hear. Any other random like tournament stuff? No, or any no. Of the guys, I guess either. No random tournament stuff. I think we can just quickly in the segment next about just the media and what we've seen, especially oh, at the yeah, response today. If you want me to go at it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So tournament stuff is. I, I made a tweet from our account, and it just it, it, John Goodman's tweet never really sat well with me, and I think it's just really interesting, just how people are going back to well, this Loyola team shouldn't have. Um, shouldn't have been that low of a seed or like, but again, it's like, I like the understanding that Illinois has to play the best to be the best. Like I, it just so interesting. I think again, we we've, we've, we've shot out some tweets and I think they kind of cover our side of it. And again, I think nearly it's like just respect mid majors. I think that's just nearly what it comes down to. And people then are saying, I'm wondering like why, well, Loyola should have been an eight seed because like they didn't do anything. And then, their best wins were Drake and they lost by 14 Wisconsin. And it's like, no, like what is the point then of quad one, quad two, quad three? I really just don't. I, and I don't get that. And maybe I need someone who knows better, but even no, guys you're like, right. like you're Ross, right. like it's just so interesting. And I think I've read so much. To, I'm, I've read so much on social media about like people's different like opinions. on I'm like, you know what? We've tweeted the same thing all win. Just win, baby. Just win. And that's what's going on with me. I love seeing Cam have a game. And when you said Lucas was the sticker guy last guy last game, Cam was the guy this game. If we win more, I'd love to see it be a different guy like we did nearly in 2018. Again, mm-hmm. I, I do think this team is a different team than 2018, and I love it because it just it's building that um, tradition. It's building a it's building a program out that was kind of dormant since the 80s, really. Um, and again, I'm excited for it again. I'm excited for whatever we got the rest of the year. Um, I'm excited for the future. It's really, but again, th- these tweets, again, we're being talked about on a national stage. So you're going to have your haters and that's what it really comes down to. And I think, Hey, we just got to show them they're wrong and we got to show them we're, we're better than what they've really been. They haven't been respecting us and from committee to top analysts. You want to call them? I don't know if they're really top analysts if they don't do their job and analyze every game, but mm-hmm. I think there's more than just power five and, Respect to Drake. Uh, I even want to say that Drake lost to USC, but what a game to Wichita. I think that helps us look great in the Missouri Valley. So um, can't wait to beat them next year because um, I think they're going to be a great team, and I think that should be a quad one win. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, again, I just, it was frustrating to see on social media people not really respecting mid-majors. And, again, you'll see mid-majors and, hey, we're, I don't th- I like that. I think you retweeted. We're not a Cinderella. We're just a team that knows how to win. And I think, and I think one of the greatest tweets today was, for those of you who have watched Loyola, you're not surprised what it says when, for those who haven't watched Loyola, a.k.a. the committee, you're probably surprised. Yeah. So, It's yeah. just like, I mean, and this goes back to, like, the, the kind of point I was making about Lucas Williamson earlier, too. It was like that he wasn't on that Naismith Defensive Player of the Year thing. It's just great. I mean, it is. They, they don't watch our games. That's what it is. They because don't watch you, mid-majors. They really don't. No. If you would have seen three of our games, let's say let's take one of our really good games, like an average game and, like, a, a loss. Let's say... You know, let's say our, our, our win against Drake, um, like the, the regular season one, and then you take maybe like a win against Evansville where we won by like 13 or 12, and then let's take our loss against Indiana State. Even if you watch front to end those three games, you would tell you would say, wow, Lucas Williamson is a very good defender. Maybe I should watch some more of him. Or, you know, Cam gets the headlines because he's been good for four years and good for him. But same thing with him. Wow, he's a really fun, different, interesting, unique basketball player. Let me watch more of that. Ooh, who's this guy, Braden Norris? Oh, my gosh, he's playing 38 minutes and has one turnover and five assists and was three for four from three. Like, it's just, like, so crazy that we get an eight seed and then and then and we're like, oh, why is that? It's because they don't watch our basketball games. That's It's a simple answer, and you're right. And you were saying, I don't know. Like, you, is there something I'm missing, like how you were saying that earlier? No, you're not. They, they created a tool called the net tool, the net ranking. And we were 9 or 10 at the end of the year. And they just completely disregarded their own tool that they made specifically. And they said, no, we want high majors. We want power five teams. And what the hell is that about? I'm sorry. But, like, you give me Clemson as a seven seed? Like, what is that? That's garbage. Florida loses to Oral Roberts today as a seven seed. What is that? That's garbage. Like, you, you could argue San Diego State didn't deserve a six seed. BYU. I will argue that. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah. No, but it's BYU but again, lost to no, what's I, it called? Yeah, UCLA. UCLA, yeah, and UCLA, that was an interesting game. But, yeah, no, I agree with you. And like, the thing is, though, we're getting talked about. And that's the thing yeah. I'm kind of liking. And also, you gotta take that. You gotta you gotta realize if you're being talked about, someone's gonna be upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think where I was walking today, I got told a few fu's because mm-hmm. um, like, oh, Loyola, and it's like, hey, like I don't understand if you're number one, you're number one. But you know what? It's great to see, great to see us winning. Um, and I think the last thing really is just I love uh, just what the guys are going, their mentality. Um, I think I, I haven't watched the post game conference. But um, there was one thing I wanted to say. Oh, God, I wanted someone oh, to... Oh, yeah, like, do you want me to... Oh, wait. Oh, you something specific? Yeah, it was something... I was going to ask people if they know, like... It was so stupid. I was going to think about something with mid-majors. Oh, that's the thing. It's like, people who watch the community, it's like, none of these people who are commenting really... Pay, Lucas Williams, Defensive Player of the Year. It's like, it just kind of blows your mind. So, again... I think uh, people were upset that Moses um, Wright wasn't playing their AC player of the year. But again, when we happen to win, it's like, oh, well, they have the player of the year and the defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's so funny. But again, it's funny when we it's funny because we we know this team. We've been at this team for years now. We've been talking about this team for a few years now. If you think about it, what episodes this, it's like 20. Well, 22 of this season, of this season. So, again, oh, we'll, we'll talk about it until the day we die. And I love it. And I love these guys. Love the program. So we'll see and talk more probably hopefully next week. 
Yeah, I think the one last thing I need to talk about, and it's kind yeah. of a, it's a little bit more serious of a thing. Um, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about it. Is about Abby Schnabel. Um, oh, great! On, yeah, great. Yeah, call, we've yeah. had on the podcast. She's wonderful. Um, does her job every day in day out. When either if we're playing St. Francis, Illinois, or we're playing you know Drake, or we're playing Wisconsin, you know it doesn't matter. She's always doing her job. And um, she was down at the games, um, and she was trying to get in um, her at, at the press conference, at the post game press conference, and trying to ask a question. And uh, they didn't they didn't address her. She had her hand up apparently the whole time. I don't know if that's like virtual or physical. I, guess. I think it's a virtual. I think it's like an option you can do in like uh, Teams or probably Google, whatever. Yeah, so you raise your hand, yeah. And and she didn't get called on. And it, it's ridiculous that they're not the NCAA. I mean, there's tons we could go on and on about the NCAA not doing uh-huh. their jobs. Not um, NCAA property. Loving it. I think mm-hmm. that's a hundred great statement by guys this year. Um, but, yeah, she didn't get called on. And, and, and rightfully so, she was upset. Um, and someone actually asked, like, who who they did call on. And I'm trying to figure because it was like USA Today. And that's the thing. I And I think not only just yeah. Abby, I know Abby's been big and we had her oh, on, yeah. like Kyle Brown. Um, even there was that girl who covered you might know her name. You were tweeting. She informed us that Frank was suited up or wasn't suited. Yeah, the, Lou. Her name's Lou. Lou. Her name's Lou, just like mine. Um, but um, just the. The fact that the we have these big programs that are big papers that want to cover us, that's amazing. I'm not going to deny that's great to see. Maybe in the tomorrow's paper, I see a picture of Loyola probably in the Tribune. But again, these kids, they write for fun. Maybe for the, they write columns and columns of when we play St. Francis of Illinois, when we play North Texas in the middle of December in a year where no one's coming to watch the game. So these kids are writing it. They do deserve, if it's Kyle, if it's Abby, if it's Lou even who gets – but the fact that Abby's down there, she couldn't get a question in just bothered me because it's like regardless of what your opinion of the phoenix is like the phoenix is when i went there it was a decent paper didn't have it but if even if you didn't like it you got to understand come on these kids cover loyola basketball even before the nation realized who we were and so you got to give them their pardon like they they work on their tails off to, they're, they're, they're the going, fact that like they're going down when they're trying to get media a pandemic yeah exactly so <laughs> And again, Kyle even covers the women's great. Like yeah. Kyle Brown's great with the. So like they they put their time in because they, they think everyone deserves. The, again, they cover more than just basketball. But mm-hmm. to then for them, it's also a stage for them. These kids want to be able to like say, "Hey, I covered them when we went to March Madness." Of course, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But again, from respecting our team, you got to respect everyone that's connected to it. And again, anyone who's gonna call it Sister Jean, I'm done with that stuff, man. Done with oh, that. Oh, well, like calling her out or like. Or just teams? asking. Oh no! Just asking her why she's wearing a wristband. That's a flower. Oh, that's so silly, man. But again, it's hey. People, people get upset for the dumbest reasons. And if you're getting upset about a hundred-one-year-old nun, like go, go to bed. Gotta, Just gotta go to sleep. Things. Yeah. Close your eyes. Take a shower. Go so, sit in a corner. Put some bio soap. Put some bio soap in her mouth. I think that's that's how I'll end it. So. It's but just, yeah, no. Oh yeah. But yeah, but again, hope Abby and hope everyone of the Phoenix or even. Any student read writer, I think, what is it, Duke Coach K beat down on a student writer? Like, nah, these kids mm-hmm. cover teams. They're bad, they're good, they'll cover them. They might not say things we, you like to hear, but hey, they cover, they'll write them in paper or pen, whatever you want, or type it bef- way before any Tribune or paper will cover it. So it's an interesting time. But again, hey, hopefully we'll be written, writing more uh, this coming week about our team. Yeah, it's been fun. I, we might even, honestly, we probably should do a little like and one before that because we didn't talk about, we have no idea who we're playing. Um, I'm sure there's yeah. Gonna be- I'll give this quick score update if you want. But yeah, I'm fine with and one. Yeah. So right now I'm looking at it. Oklahoma State's up by or oh Oregon State's up by six mm-hmm. uh, to Oklahoma State. 
Um, so yeah, you know what? Let's do an and one this week. I'm definitely down. Again, we're recording on Sunday, so we kind of have a day ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it definitely think deserves. Play, I I was looking up actually times of games because I thought it would be Friday Saturday, but I think it's actually Saturday Sunday for the Sweet 16, which is kind of surprising. If you look up, I just like Googled earlier. I'm like, about to oh, I'm about to look NCAA tournament. Yeah, really quick. Yeah. Sweet 16, like 2021, and it has like some of the times. I'm pretty sure it was Saturday Sunday. So uh, we'll have a little bit of time. Um, I'm actually going to be I, like planned a little out of town trip for this weekend, which is kind of funny. But uh, I will definitely figure out a way to watch the game. And uh, I'm actually I'm traveling on Friday, so I'm actually I'm driving. So I'm I'm glad that that wasn't a possibility that it would be going on during uh, during my drive. But uh, we'll do an and one. Give some hope. By the time we finish recording, they'll probably have a a scheduled time. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, again, we'll do an and one. I think that's a great idea, especially with um, we, our opponent hasn't even just been decided yet because their game's still going on. So, yeah. I, I'm sure that uh, by that time, Cam Crowe will pick up a new instrument and Lucas Williamson will narrate a new documentary and Braden Norris will meet Chuck Norris, his dad, and, you know, we'll have lots more to talk about anyway, too. Exactly, exactly. And for those listening, we hope you listen to us again then on Wednesday. But it's been great talking about these two exciting games, yeah. exciting things for our program. In my opinion, you won't just see 2018. You won't hear just people talk about 2018, mm-hmm. this team consistently, and a team of a different makeup, different team, different style than it was in 2018. So, again, hey, um, exciting to talk about, and hopefully exciting to talk about them more next week. Yeah. Um, to end it, uh, all the things we tweeted on Twitter – LFGB, uh, just win, baby. Still chasing. Onward, LU. We ain't going. We ain't going. And ultimately, and most importantly, never forget, always remember, go Blurs.